Welcome to episode 14 of the Breakaway Fantasy Football Podcast. My guest this week, a man who is perfectly suited to an impartial assessment of the league's playoff picture, Josh Valoroso. Hi, <laughs> thanks for having me. I think that will always be true. So I'm an excellent guest this week of the, the season every single year. So I'll be back next year, same time, I think. Yeah, we'll lock, we'll book you in now for week 14, week 15, yeah. you know, that kind of time every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Every season. Um, 2029, I think let's leave that as a tentative for now, because that's when I'm, you know, the big playoff push is beginning 2028. So maybe oh, 2029. Actual year. Okay, I can't wait for that. I think so. I think so. Yeah. You're going to stack <laughs> some draft picks. Just... <laughs> I mean, me and Baker will be really old by then. I mean, no comment on that, probably. Probably, <laughs> Uh, right, uh, you know, format this week, uh, headlines, uh, we're going to do a little breakdown of the NFC and the AFC playoff mm-hmm. pictures and then kind of jump into our, our normal headlines. Uh, the focus this week will really be around uh, reviewing this week's matchups and looking at the playoff ramifications. So what mm-hmm. does the playoff picture look like now as we head into week 15, which is the final week of our regular season in the breakaway league? Uh, and then obviously we will look ahead at uh, at week 15's uh, matchups. I don't have any uh, any questions for you this week. Um, so oh, good. obviously we put out the plea for questions and, mm-hmm. and everybody feels like they've asked them. Uh, Chris asked for a bit of a playoff breakdown, which I was going to do anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, no, no tricky questions for you at the end, uh, unless, of course, we get some in on the uh, on what's mm-hmm. happened in the meantime. But that seemed pretty <laughs> unlikely at this stage. Seems unlikely, yeah. I mean, I could think of my own questions, maybe we could do that, but I think I'm an open book, so you know, people obviously know everything they need to know about me, so fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all have questions for you, Val, but oh, yeah, I know, know. yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) Uh, let's make a start on the headlines and really jump into the NFC playoff picture. So Less fantasy, more real football, but, you know, there's obviously fantasy Mm -hmm. implications for this. So looking at that playoff picture, um, starting with my beloved Niners, uh, they opened up a a lead on the Seahawks this week. Really Mm. impressive win uh, against the Buccaneers. Um, Brock Purdy didn't know what to expect from him uh, last week. And I was saying, I just don't, don't know what to expect. Um, I think we saw some really good stuff from him this week. It was highly efficient, 16 of 21 mm. for 185 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, really, the offense ran through CMC, uh, your your boy on your roster. Mm-hmm. He had 115 rushing yards for an 8.5-yard uh, per rush attempt average, which against that Buccaneers front is really, really impressive. Mm. And then we've got more about CMC later, but... Um, uh, you know, the, the great game for the Niners. Debo's knee injury uh, looked like a real concern when it first happened, uh, but apparently he's going to be back in three to four weeks. So he'll be back for the NFL playoffs, which, you know, I think is as best as the, as the Niner fans can really hope for, um, you know, for, for him to be fit. So hopefully we can we can get through the next few weeks, make the playoffs, top in the NFC West and, um you know, and, and we'll be, I say fully fit, but still on our third string quarterback mm-hmm. uh, going into the playoffs. So, yeah. And, yeah, and obviously, the, sorry, mate, you go. I think I think the timing of that, uh, you know, what works out quite well for the Niners. I mean, if they win this week, they win the, the division, don't they? So actually they could, in, in theory, if they're locked into the number three seeds, potentially by week 17, week 18, they could start thinking about resting a few players, not everyone, obviously, but... 
Yeah, yeah, you would think about maybe resting up players like CMC and and Kittle maybe using some of the backups. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like the game against the Seahawks tomorrow night is uh, is is absolutely critical. The Niners win that one. Uh, then the division is sewn up, and it's really important for the Seahawks, who, who fell out of the playoff um, playoff lineup this week, uh, with what was a, a pretty disappointing loss for them uh, this week. I would I would say I didn't think they played particularly well. Uh, their defense was was really really leaky, um, and for them after the season they've had to find themselves on the outside of the playoffs. If they lose this week, they'll really be kicking themselves. Mm. Yeah, they didn't look good, did they? And I think they've got a tricky schedule. I think they play the Chiefs, they play the Jets as well as the Niners this week. So it's not easy for them. They could find themselves on the outs before you know it. Yeah, exactly. Really tough run in. They got the Rams in mm. week 18, uh, which should be an easier game. But you never know with divisional rivalry games. So they, they could mm-hmm. be up for four really, really tough games. They'll play the Niners really tight this this Thursday, I suspect. Yeah. And um you know, hopefully we we can escape with a win as we have done uh, a few times in, uh, in, in well, I was going to say Century Link Field, but I don't think that's what it's called anymore. Uh, so, some other terrible it's, corporate yeah, name. It's something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some faceless corporation. Well done, them. <laughs> uh, the Bucks slide uh, to six and seven after their loss to the Niners, and it really was a, a an absolute battering of a loss. Um, there was a run of uh, a run of plays by by Tom Brady where he just went three and out, three and out, three and out, and and mm. um, they really, really looked lost. And they are now only one game ahead of the Panthers, um, currently with Sam Darnold at the helm. And the Falcons with Desmond Ridder at the helm, which uh, it just seems mental because those two teams have been terrible. And for the Bucks to only be one game ahead uh, seems mm. crazy. They've got divisional games against both of those teams, and and really it'll be those those games that determine this division. Uh, yeah. If the Bucks don't win, if the Bucks win both of those, they're they're probably going to make the playoffs. But lose one or the other, and and they could be mm-hmm. in deep deep trouble. And uh, it would be very odd to see that Bucks team. Uh, on the outside mm. of the playoff picture, mm. it would, yeah. And I think even if it's not, if it is the Bucks, or if it's not the Bucks, obviously it's going to be someone else from the NFC South and that seed four. You think the fifth seed probably going to be Dallas, I, I guess, um, likely to be favourites. And I can't think of a worse situation for Dallas given their playoff kind of um, voodoo and and just terrible playoff results the last few years. I can't think that they'll be been too confident about being a road favorite that's just got upset screaming all over it to me anyway yeah that that does seem to have been the pattern for dallas over the last few seasons isn't it and you know the bucks would be if they make it in the bucks would be a horrible matchup for them mm. mm-hmm. uh nfc east um currently all in the playoffs uh, the <laughs> yeah. commanders were out of the playoffs didn't play mm-hmm. this week and are now in the playoffs um it's very hard to see all four making it. I just think so many other results would have to go in their favour uh, because mm-hmm. they play each other so much over the course of the next four weeks. They're, they've all got games against each other. Um, and, and it's just, you know, you see like the Eagles are in now. Uh, the Cowboys scraped home against the Texans this week, but they're likely to be in. It feels like it's going to be one of the Giants or the Commanders. And as things mm-hmm. currently stand, I can't pick one or the other. Neither of them is is really lighting up the world. Mm. Um, you know, 
play players from both teams are sort of playing uh you know some players are playing really well like yeah um uh, Darius Slayton for the Giants or Terry McLaurin but then equally running back situation is really tricky for both teams um defenses are playing well but it's hard to see which one of those you you would pick coming out of the division at the moment mm-hmm. they play this weekend as well so I think yeah big game for both of them that might be the decider obviously whoever wins that will take the tiebreaker because the first game was a a tie wasn't it so yeah that game is is worth you know one and a half wins to whoever manages to to squeak that one out unless it's another thriller um going to overtime with <laughs> another tie would, tie, be, would be amazing that would be great yeah 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 that would be good fitting and then finally the old nfc north um vikings are almost certainly in uh despite mm. having the negative point differential that we talked about in uh in previous podcasts i will point out in the interest of balance and fairness, because uh, you know that's what I'm all about when it comes to the Vikings, <laughs> yeah. um, that they're not the only team in the playoff position with a negative point differential. The Giants, mm-hmm. the Bucks, the Titans, the Commanders, and the Chargers all have negative point differentials wow. this season. Yeah. So um, probably unfair yeah. to pile it all on the Vikings, but I will say that mm. they are the only team in history to be to have the record that they have. Uh, and mm-hmm. have a negative point differential. So, you know, setting yeah. records. Um, there was an incredible bit of commentary this week. Uh, I picked up a couple of things as I was listening to Red Zone. Mm-hmm. And the commentator this week said during uh, one of the Vikings drive, Kirk Cousins is, in inverted commas, having a fantastic game. He's 25 of 31 for 330 yards. They were 28-13 down at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That so, sounds like uh, the Vikings, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it's I great. Mean, yeah, yeah, just good, brilliant. Good yeah. for Kirk. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, good for you. Yeah, and in that division, what do you think of the Lions, man? Because that would be a fun story if they managed to get in. Yeah, I th- I I think they've got a really good shot. To be honest, uh, they're playing really, really well. Um, mm. They've only got that that unfortunate loss to the Bills um, over the last four or five weeks, really, against them. They've got mm. the Jets, could be a tough game, but then they've got the Panthers, Bears, and Packers. Uh, mm. And you could see them winning all three of those, and potentially you could see them winning all four, um, and mm. making it mm-hmm. making it into the playoffs. And I'd love to see the Lions in the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like that would be quite fun. That would be a they'd be you know whoever they play probably the two seed, you guess, but um, that would be a good underdog pick as well, wouldn't it? That would be good fun to root for them on the road against someone in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Lions Vikings first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I you, like you might that. even fancy you might even fancy the Lions as a as a slight favourite in that one. If I would just carry on as they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the uh, the Lions' offensive juggernauts mm. equally. I wouldn't be too disappointed if the Lions pitched up against the Niners because I think with the Niners' defence um, sure, against yeah. Jared Goff, that would be uh, yeah, that'd be fun. That's what dreams are made of, <laughs> right there. Nick Bosa over under four sacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so NFC playoff picture, pretty active, uh, a lot going on there. Uh, and like you said, really some really big matchups this week. Giants, Commanders, yeah. Seahawks, Niners, a lot of stuff can can get kind of like, not quite locked in, but mm-hmm. you will have a really strong feeling after this week with uh, with the NFC uh, West, the NFC East, as to exactly which way things are going to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over to the AFC, AFC then. I think you're going to take the lead on this one, aren't you? Yeah, so the AFC has got a, a quite a messy kind of wildcard picture. I think that's well well established. People know about that. I think from taking it from the top of the 
the seedings rather than the divisions. I think, you know, one and two is probably between Buffalo and, and Kansas City at the moment. Buffalo hold yeah. the number one seed because they beat them on the road earlier, but um, they've got a tough run in. Miami at Chicago at Cincinnati, home to the Patriots. So um, because they're 10 and three and so are Kansas uh, City, if they drop one, Kansas City might squeak into the number one seed. And Kansas have got a really easy run in um, at Houston. Home for Seattle, home for Denver at Las Vegas. So actually, they'll either, I think uh, the Chiefs are either going to be the number one seed or they're going to be well rested for the playoffs because they'll know they're going to be the number two seed in week 18 and probably won't need to to play their starters for the whole game. Um, where things start to get a little bit messy, uh, seeds three, four down. Um, three is a real kind of struggle between Baltimore and Cincinnati, both at nine and four. And they do play each other week 18. So that could be a decider for the division title. And the yeah. difference between a, a home playoff game and not. Um, and, you know, Baltimore, with all their injuries, they're still managing to get it done, aren't they? Um, yeah. Still like, managed to sneak one out against Pittsburgh. The Bengals feel like the form team here, but they, yeah. they are yeah. not managing to overhaul the Ravens, who are just finding ways to win, mm. yeah. uh, despite, you know, on the, they're on their third string quarterback this week when Huntley went yeah. out with concussion. I mean, given what we've seen this this season, is it likely that Huntley will be out again? Yeah, probably. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, they've got the Browns this week, which is always a bit of a banana skin uh, matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then the Bengals have got the Bucks, who need to win. So, um, it, that that division, I think, could go down to that Week 18 matchup, like you said. Yeah, and that'll be. I, I think that'll be good if it did. That'll be really exciting if it did. And I think even. You know, we're talking about injuries for the Ravens, but even before injuries to to Lamar, for example, they weren't really um, putting the frighteners on anyone, really, were they? They were sneaking out wins here or there. So I actually think Cincinnati, if they can get in a position to, um, you know, potentially win the division in in Week 18, that'll be a good outcome for them. I think they'd be favourites, probably. Um, Seed four at the moment is the Titans. Probably less said about them, the better. Jaguars could... Maybe they need to win two more games um, than the Titans. And they do play each other again, week 18. But I think given the unpredictability, unreliability of Jacksonville, I think you probably just give that to the Titans and say they're going to be hosting one, one and done probably. And then the five seed, um, good games either way. That would either be a, a rematch against the Cincinnati Bengals or a rematch against the Ravens. And we know the Titans and Ravens hate each other. So there could be a potential four or five uh, playoff game but it's actually really exciting so that's good yeah so the, the wild card the rest of the wild card starts is messy in the afc you've got miami uh the jets new york um sorry yeah the jets patriots and the Chargers. obviously the Chargers coming off that big win against miami gives some hope and miami uh, starting to worry about miami a little bit um obviously your 49ers they gave what you know. Some people have described it as a blueprint, blueprint defensive uh, game plan against them doing the press man coverage. And I think the Chargers, despite having some secondary injuries, just replicated that really well this week. And I think offensively yeah, for Miami, you've got to be worried about it. Apart from the last drive where the Chargers were up, I think they were up by two scores, and they went into prevent defense basically. Two had six completions for 112 yards. So, yeah, and it's a similar story against the Niners when it when it opened mm. up. Really, really, really struggled. I kind of um, believe in Mike McDaniel's ability to, yeah, uh, you know, alter the scheme and find find ways to win. A bit more mm-hmm. rushing mixed into the into um, compared to the last two weeks, but yeah, he's he's certainly looked uh, more like the tour that non-believers uh, have mm. seen 
I guess, uh, over the last couple of weeks. And, we, you know, a week 15 matchup against the Bills, that's not fun. Yeah, no, that's no good, is it? And I think we're we're moving into kind of colder weather. So we've got the Bills on the road, Patriots on the road and home for the Jets. So I think they've got some tough games coming ahead. I still think they're going to sneak in. I think they'll sneak in at 10 and 7. Um, I think they'll probably win two of those last four games. And I think they'll sneak in with the Chargers, uh, just looking at the schedules, just because Chargers have got what looks like on paper, an easy schedule. Now, if anyone's going to blow an easy schedule, it's going to be the Chargers. Just terribly (laughs) coached, can't block. Uh, Their linebackers are just awful. But they've got Justin Herbert, and I think that puts them over the top against the Jets and the Patriots, for example. He's just carrying the whole team, isn't he, on his back, despite having the slowest receivers known to, to man. He's he looks just a lot, doing everything. He looks fitter now, doesn't he? He looks like he's got an over that, better, that yeah. floating rib yeah. injury. Uh, yeah. He he looked really good, really impressive against Miami this week. Yeah, and obviously Keenan's back, slow as hell, but you know still he gets separates open though, doesn't he? and gets yeah. open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we come back like you know three, four months from now and you hear these stories about Justin Herbert being more injured than we realised. And yeah, that kind of would explain some of the performances. I think if they don't make the playoffs from here. Uh, they're playing the Titans, Colts, Rams, and Denver. I think Staley's probably sacked. I guess, isn't he? You'd think. I would so. think so. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's going to be Miami and, and the Chargers, and probably overall, uh, as much as it pains me to say, it, as a Patriots fan, probably the best two teams of those four. So probably the the two teams who would deserve to get in and have a shot, and um, capable of some upsets actually. So that'll be a really strong AFC playoff picture if that's how it shakes up. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, you don't sound too positive about the uh, about the Patriots there. Obviously, you know, e- easiest matchup this week against uh, the Raiders, um, who, you know, threw their playoff hopes out the window yeah. this, this week. Um, you know, and, and like you said, they've got, uh, the, they've got the Dolphins and the Bills left to play. So if they beat yeah. the Dolphins, then, you know, yeah. I mean, they it put could themselves in a decent position there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Patriots, you know, it, it it is going to be one game that swings it, probably for all of these teams. I just think, yeah. um, I don't know, I think if the Dolphins need that game, they might just uh, sweep it out. But the Patriots also play the Bengals and they need it as well. So it's a really tough run in for the Patriots. I don't think it's anything about them being loads worse than the other two teams. But I just think you look at the four games they've got left and actually one and three is a realistic possibility with those four games. Um, That's true. That's true. Yeah. It'd be I interesting if, to see what that defense can do against Joe Burrow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be a good test because I think um, he's looked incredible, hasn't he, the last few weeks? He really has looked good. He has, but now no T. Higgins, no Tyler Boyd. It's the Jamar show. Yeah. Uh, well, I wasn't going to bring up T. Higgins, but I guess since you mentioned it, I, I suppose we should probably talk about him. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to T. Higgins, mate. We'll, right, later. We'll, leave, we'll leave that for later on. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, you can't yeah. not talk about T. Higgins. A, he's injured, and B, he did something else that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I think um, we'll see. I think it's a shame for the Jets as well because they've been exciting. But I think with Quinn and Williams being injured and Mike White probably down to his last two ribs, it's probably it's not looking good for them. I don't think overall. Mike White is. It's just a nutter. Yeah, he crazy, was getting destroyed, yeah. and it's just like take a couple of plays off, come back in. He, yeah. He's clearly like a guy who just really, really wants to play 
yeah. uh, a, a decently long career in the NFL and he's willing to put his body on the line to to do it. Yeah. Like the guy's commitment is is absolutely remarkable. Um, compared to some QBs that you've seen, you know, and Zach Wilson's one of those who just, as soon as yeah. the pass rush comes, panics, throws the ball, lays down on the floor and cries. Yeah. Well, he panics before the pass rush comes. He, you know, sees as well. So actually, fair play to Mike White. At least he's standing in there. And and yeah, I, I think he's he's decent. I think he's a good quarterback. If he can survive for the last four weeks, maybe he'll be the starter for them next year if they can't sign a free agent or trade for Jimmy. Who knows? Yeah. Exciting times, um, really yeah, be good. interesting playoff run-ins in, in mm. both uh, both conferences. So I'm looking forward to watching Red Zone over the course of the next few weeks and yeah. seeing how that plays out once my fantasy hopes are crushed this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Welcome to my world. <laughs> Come and join me. Come and... You, get to, you get to enjoy the playoff run every year. This is really true, yeah. Carefree, carefree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Other headlines, more kind of player-related stuff here, more fantasy-related. So we wanted to talk about uh, Christian McCaffrey and mm. Justin Jefferson. Um, it's it's rare, I think, these days that uh, fantasy players live up to their expectations. They're either injured yeah. or like Jonathan Taylor, they don't perform like they're supposed mm-hmm. to. These guys were both drafted in the number two by their position in, in ADP this season, and they have mm-hmm. both delivered exactly what you hoped they would deliver. Um, CMC is RB4, but he's he's uh, three in PPR um, and he's very, very close to kind of being number one overall. He has been absolutely brilliant since he joined the Niners. Mm-hmm. I, I've said many times how delighted I am to, to have him on the team uh, for a number of reasons. But last two weeks, 26 and 32 points. And mm-hmm. with Brock Purdy uh, in a quarterback, his value is just going to continue to skyrocket. Um, yeah. It's just a shame he's on a non-playoff team in this league. It is a shame, not yeah. for me. It's a shame. It's a dynasty league. He'll he'll it's be a on a playoff league, team yeah. at some point. And look, he's he spent I don't know how many years he spent with the Panthers, but he is well used to being on a non-playoff team. So he's making himself. <laughs> he's at home. You know, he's, he's welcome. He's well at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's comfortable. He loves it. And actually, I, I think <laughs> on that kind of similar note being in his situation with Brock Purdy probably isn't too unfamiliar for him really he's played with some um well worse quarterbacks than Purdy looks let's be honest um I think the issue might be you know uh with the other injuries with Eli Mitchell and and now Debo being injured is his usage going to go up you'd hope not probably as a Niners fan I guess you want to keep him fresh for the playoffs but um, they might need to increase his workload the next few weeks, and that's why I think this game actually really, really important. The next game, if they win that, although it, it you know it clinches the division with three to go, if they lose that game, the next three games become must wins. Yeah. Um. So this is a really pivotal game on on Thursday night for probably for CMC and for the Niners. But yeah, overall this year, yeah, he's been un- unbelievable. He's been really reliable. Apart from three weeks, he's been a top fifteen running back. So he's been consistent as well. It's not just been his, you know, he's putting up 40, 50 and then six for next week. He's He's been really consistent and reliable. And I guess couldn't ask for a better spot than the Niners when he got traded. No, no, delighted. And yeah, he's going to get a heavy workload this week, particularly with Debo mm. out. Um, 
you know, Ayuk and Kittle will get theirs. I think Jordan Mason's going to get some extra carry. He got some, mm-hmm. he got some decent run this week against the Bucks, and and he did pretty good. He was like running at five point six yards per carry. So, yeah, uh, another kind of deep, deep Niners running back stash was like you know, yeah. on the depth chart at some point comes yeah. in and you know is is productive. So, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it's the scheme, but. Um, yeah, incredible. And then Justin Jefferson, wide receiver one on the season, drafted yep. wide receiver two. We have talked about him at length, sort of mm. running out of superlatives. Uh, but he had his first 200-yard game uh, of his mm-hmm. career this week. So I thought it was uh, worthy of him uh, of mentioning him again. And he, if he averages 125 yards a week, which seems like mm. a doddle mm-hmm. for Jefferson, uh, he'll get 2,000 yards receiving this season, which is is a yeah. kind of, you know, a, a real landmark for wide receivers. Um, mm. And every year of his career so far, he's just gotten a little bit better um, production-wise, yeah. talent-wise. It's just a shame he's on a non-playoff team. Okay, well, <laughs> same same logic applies, I guess, as with CMC logic. He's used to it. He's playing for the Vikings. He's you know he's got a chance of having the most receiving yards ever, and he's got Kirk Cousins a quarterback, so he is well used to being on a squad like mine. I think um, I just want to make people comfortable. That's all it is, and I'm just drafting as as how did, such. How did you manage it? Like you've got. CMC and Justin Jefferson, he didn't make the playoffs. It's incredible. Me... Yeah, well, should we check my current quarterbacks? And that might give us a bit of a clue. <laughs> that is that that is a fairly good reason, yeah. yeah. The quarterback situation is is rough. It's not ideal. Let's put it that way. But yeah. It's limited. But actually, you know, it, with JJ being serious, to have a chance of being the most most yards receiving in you know history with Kirk Cousins at your at quarterback is pretty impressive isn't it yeah he really is uh something else and I I think the only chance they've got of progressing in the playoffs if he has these games they they yeah. are just going to have to lean on him really heavily um especially after Dalvin Cook's performance this weekend um which a certain group of um betting friends might have put some money on um I'm not sure who suggested that but uh, uh, I will I will fest to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's been, um, yeah, after, this, this after saying last last week how consistent mm. he'd actually been for him to put yeah. up 23 yards this week was uh terrible. That was surprising, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what they have in them. I you know, the Vikings overall they just have these performances, don't they, where they're just going to stink. And, you know, yeah. the loss of the Cowboys exemplified that. And you worry about them being in the playoffs. They probably need to get the number two seed so they have at least two home games. That's probably their only advantage is that home crowd. But that and JJ, they're there. You know, the two kind of USPs that they've really got. So, yeah, that did take us rather nicely into the the section I had on just fantasy concerns uh, and a mm. few running backs who we were just really worried about their production at this point in the season. Uh, Dalvin, we mentioned 23 yards this week, but he has yeah. got the Colts, the Giants in Green Bay coming mm-hmm. up. For, for the, So if you've got Dalvin for that to be your playoff schedule, you're probably yeah. still feeling confident in him, mm-hmm. even though he's had this tough week. But yeah. Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley, I definitely feel less confident in if, if, I, was, mm-hmm. if I was an owner of them. Chubb's had three bad games in the last four the offense looks worse with Watson at quarterback. Yeah, Deli- so much worse. Yeah, um, 
and they've got really difficult defenses coming up. So unless mm-hmm. unless they can find a way of Deshaun Watson playing like um, he was for the Texans pre all of his um, mm-hmm. issues, then uh, I think it could be a limited fantasy output for for Nick Chubb for a few weeks. Yeah, I think so. And I think from the Browns' perspective, if you know, because their season's done or will be done with a, another loss officially, I think. Do you want to put more miles on Nick Chubb, or do you want to kind of use Kareem Hunt, who's probably on the way out of this offseason anyway? Yeah. So it might not even be that his production's down; it might just be his usage is down as well. Yeah, it doesn't look good for him, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And then Saquon, no hundred-yard game in the last four. Mm. Commanders up next this week, and that is a, a pretty strong run front. Um, mm. Worrying, worrying. He's started to look a little bit like. Yeah. 2020 Saquon dancing around mm-hmm. behind the line, looking for gaps that aren't really there. Yeah. Um, he wasn't like that early this season. So I, I sort of wonder what's going on there with Saquon. Uh, hopefully um, mm-hmm. he can find his way back to, to winning form, uh, you know, for, for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a really promising, promising is the wrong word, a really brilliant season for him in a lot of ways, yeah. but um, just these last few games, a bit, a bit off. I think the injuries are probably starting to mount up. He's he's been banged up, hasn't he, a lot this year. I've yeah. seen him kind of walk off the field a couple of times with his shoulder about six inches lower than the other shoulder. Doesn't look yeah. good. Um, holding his arm, and then he's back in two plays later, and you just think, oh, how's he doing that? And I just wonder whether the cumulative effect of some of these knocks are kind of, um, yeah, starting to show now. And I, I wonder whether, you know, they lose to the commanders, might they start to think about shutting him down maybe for the year? Um, yeah luckily for him next... though he's on a non-playoff team so it doesn't really make any difference yeah absolutely um and you know probably Saquon's uh dip in form might have contributed to your playoff demise mm, I think so um, yeah let's let's call it that let's let's say oh yeah. Saquon oh Saquon oh. bloody Saquon's fault yeah Can't trust the Giants That's can you uh, they always stitch me up any other um any other players heading into the last few weeks of fantasy football season that you're particularly worried about um i wouldn't say i'm particularly worried um but one player i kind of keep my eye on i guess for the playoffs would be lamar coming back and mark andrews um i think i say not particularly worried because i think we know what mark andrews is going to do without lamar um and i think given that there's a you know there's a stack lamar for mark for jake that's a really important that's going to um, turn his season kind of one way or another, I assume, isn't it? Um, I think without Lamar and the team, you know, his his value just dropped massively. Um, and if Lamar can make it back, there's some rumour that he might be back this weekend. Um, that does change things for Jake quite dramatically, I think. Yeah, I think so. Like uh, Mark Andrews hasn't had a double-digit points week since week six. So, yeah. you know, you need you need Lamar back. You need Lamar back fit. You really do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it's like points at such a premium as well in, yeah. in our league. Yeah, but yeah, that'll be it for me. How about you? Have you got anyone you're? No, well, you know, we're going to cover injuries next. So mm-hmm. uh, most of most of my concerns are injuries, and uh, I've got a few on my squad that I'm worried about. But there's there's yeah. a few across the league. Mm-hmm. On to those injuries, then. Um, a really, really tough injury slate this week, uh, particularly as teams are headed towards their own playoff destinies, and as you know, fantasy managers, we're headed towards our, our kind of playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of rattling through those and some of the ramifications. Um, starting off with uh, with Kyler Murray, 
he tore his ACL mm. this week. That's been confirmed. He will go for surgery in the next few weeks. Hopefully he can rehab, yeah. get a new coach in the off season because Cliff Kingsbury looks terrible uh, <laughs> and he can rehab and be back mm. in time. But it's a, you know, it's a nine month recovery time for an ACL normally. And assuming he gets his surgery in yeah. January, that's going to be uh, tough for Kyler to, to get back from. Um, I haven't been playing him anyway because he's been unreliable and I've got Gino mm. who's done a great job for me. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you if you are in another league and you, you lose Kyler and you're thinking about plugging in Colt McCoy, um, that's going to be really really tough. And it's yeah. it's also tough for DeAndre Hopkins and James Connor owners as well. Um, I mean, Hopkins can catch passes yeah, from sure. anybody, which we've we've said before. But I think this does mm-hmm. materially impact James Connor's effectiveness because when you've got Kyler running around at the back, you've got to re- account for it. Yeah. Colt McCoy is like a statue. So um, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what that does to, to Connor's um, viability as a fantasy starter. Yeah. Um, Debo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt, like about... you say, it's not only the, the kind of... Yeah. So Debo, we've uh, we talked about Debo. Yeah. Um, out three to four weeks, done for fantasy. So, you know not really much to say there he's not done for the Niners um does it make Ayuk more valuable possibly Debo's not getting loads of targets anyway um but what it definitely does do is it pumps up the value of uh, Christian McCaffrey um which we which we've talked about at length so I'm not intending to kind of drain that anymore um ex 49er Jeff Wilson um now out for two to three weeks he's obviously become more valuable for for Miami since he's joined in there um I think now if if you've got Raheem Moster it's mm-hmm. uh plug Moster into your lineup as you did earlier this season expect him to be productive as I think Miami will have to start to pivot back to more of a balanced uh run game I'm amazed they didn't run more against the Chargers and their historically bad run defense this week and I think McDaniel will learn from that mm-hmm. I think think we can probably expect some good things from most and then hopefully if they make the playoffs then they'll have jeff wilson and most but wilson's done for fantasy um for this season anyway mm-hmm. yeah. um t higgins and tyler boyd that is a rough blow for the bengals i mean to lose one of them you could sort of manage although boyd is is sort of nearing the end of his effective life i think for um for the bengals as a productive receiver but losing <laughs> both of them in the same week um jamar's only just come back yeah. although looked like a super athletic freak this week now you're plugging in trenton Irwin, um a guy who nobody had heard of yeah uh, and he's been in the league for three seasons so he made a couple mm. of good catches but uh I'm, yeah. I'm not plugging trenton Irwin into my lineup just yet no he's shown some signs he's been kind of in and out of you know you see him pop up on red zone every every now and then this season but um yeah i don't think he's he's certainly not a reliable starter i think for t higgins uh you know i i know because obviously t higgins is on my team but there was some injury report shenanigans with him this week um and i think a lot of people would have been more upset than i was that t higgins played one snap and then missed the rest of the game you know this was for a lot of leagues this was the last week of a regular season um and obviously, if you've got T Higgins on your squad, he's probably starting. You'd probably plug him in. But yeah, big loss of a Bengals. So both of those guys out at the same time, isn't it? 
Yeah, and you know, hopefully they, from their perspective, they can uh, cruise through into the playoffs and get them both back fit for uh, a playoff run because it's only supposed to be kind mm. of two, three, four weeks for 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 both of them, and they will need those guys. You know, there's there's no way they make a deep playoff run without um, T Higgins or Tyler Boyd because people will yeah. it will double Jamar and Jamar can still be effective being doubled, but. Um, you know, you come up against a good defense that doubles him and covers him over the top and you're just going to limit him. So um, Damien yeah. Pierce, yeah. another player for my squad. Um, it's only a one week injury, but that is brutal timing for me um, mm-hmm. because I'm going to have to fire up DeAndre mm, Swift yeah. who is troublingly unreliable. Um you know, if, if you're looking super, super deep on the fantasy waiver wire, and I've seen a lot of moves this week, people adding mm-hmm. Rex Burkhead. Um, if you're going into week 15, which is maybe the first week you'll play us, and you're yeah. starting Rex Burkhead, good luck. Um, I yeah. would not fancy that personally. Good, I'll probably and go I think, um... Rex Burkhead now. <laughs> yeah, I think you should after all of that. And I think actually in, in the real real world as well, I, I noticed on the last kind of Texans um Texans drive when they could have put the game away, I think they ran him twice in the goal line. I just I, I just was thinking, God, that's not a not a good sign in twenty twenty two if you're relying on Rex Burkhead to score a winning touchdown. So yeah, um add him at your peril is what I'd say. As yeah. a former Burkhead lover. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of seasons there where he was really effective, but he looks like he's got about as much burst mm. as me right now. Um, <laughs> a, a guy from from your roster, I think, uh, DJ Moore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if you were trusting DJ Moore anyway. Uh, I I probably wouldn't be because of his unreliability, um, but mm-hmm. he's going to be out for two to three weeks. Um, he's had a horrible season. He's such a good player and yeah. incredible that he's still only uh, relatively young. can't remember if he's 24 or 25. Um, he's younger than that wide receiver, Velas Jones, that the Bears drafted this season. Um, I mean, he's just had horrible really? luck in his career, like the quarterbacks he's had to deal with, yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the terrible coaching yeah. from Matt Rule and stuff like that. So hopefully better things are ahead for, mm. for DJ Moore in the future. Um, but I, I wouldn't trust him this year. So maybe he's not such a such a great loss. Um, I don't think there's any Panther that I'm sort of plugging mm-hmm. into my lineup at wide receiver and going, yeah, Sam Darnold plus, you know, a Panther wide receiver, that's going to get me yeah. the playoff run. So probably just out on them at this point. No, that would be desperate times, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 And then another guy from, it seems to be just basically your guys and my guys here, right? Um, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll talk about what he did to your playoff hopes this week. Uh, and it's not his fault, but his injury looks like uh, <laughs> sure. he's going to be out two weeks, probably. Um, I don't know if Damien Harris is still alive uh, or if he's on the run. Uh, he's not been seen in weeks. And I have no idea who Pierre Strong Jr. is. So, um, again, with Ramondre out, I, I don't think I'm trusting a Patriots running back going into my lineup with Harris's injury issues uh, this season. And then, um, I, like I said, I don't know who Pierre Strong is. Okay. <laughs> A um, couple of, well, uh, a few kind of uh, quarterback related issues. Uh, Mr. Limited, what a horrible concussion that was. 
Um, and then um, hopefully they're going to hold him out to recover for the week. You know, I've been pretty hard on Russ. Um, I was checking back in my messages to see when was the first time that I wrote Russ off. And it was actually December last year was the first time that I said to anybody, I'm pretty sure Russ is done. So I'm taking a victory lap. Um, but seeing him down this week with that horrible concussion, contusion on his head, um, it really didn't look nice. Mm. Um, so I, I hope the Russ is okay. I hope they hold him out to recover and, and maybe they just hold him out for the rest of the season because frankly, there's no point plugging him back in with that yeah. terrible Broncos line and terrible Broncos team. And they get rid of Nate Hackett and maybe Russ can be serviceable again with a better, better coach uh, and coordinator next year. Um, same for Kenny Pickett, horrible concussion. He's going to be out this week. Mitch Trubisky, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you're not starting Mitch Trubisky. Um, God, yeah. I actually have Mitch Trubisky in a league, um, but it's one where I'm yeah. rebuilding. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's ahead of a rebuild. Yeah. It's, it's a deep, deep rebuild. Yeah, I think two, um, two for both of them, you know, it's, it's. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think for Russ, um, you know, it's a shame timing wise for him. I mean, he, he wasn't getting anywhere near my lineup at this stage, but he actually he had some sparks. He was looking OK in that game. Um, and, you know, the timing of that injury, uh, it's a shame for him, shame for the Broncos, because they were in that game as well at that point um, somehow. Um, but, yeah, you, you don't like to see those types of injuries and some of the images of, of him kind of after that hit weren't. Uh, weren't fun to watch for sure. No, no, awful. And then uh, another QB who's actually not injured remarkably, and we've already talked about him, is the lunatic Mike White. Um, how he's not injured <laughs> yeah. uh, with the with the hits that he's been taking is completely and utterly beyond me. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I think um, it, it's credit to him, I guess, in a way. But as well, there's just there's just luck because any one of those hits could have. Um, taking them out for, you know, the end the rest of the season, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, right. So that's the, have you got any other injuries you wanted to note on or anything uh, that kind of you think is going to affect the playoff run? No, no, no. I think we covered the main ones. I think that um, it's just that time of year, isn't it? Where you start to see these random people just pop up and all of a sudden in some leagues, probably not so much in our leagues because the roster, this, this league, the rosters are so deep. But you do start to see these random people all of a sudden um, become league winners. Um, and, you know, they haven't been on rosters for for most of a year. So I think we're approaching that time. And, yeah, one or two injuries this week um, might swing things again. Because like we said earlier with Kyler Murray, some of the injuries don't only affect the actual player, but they have a knock-on as well on, on all the players around them. So, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Cool. Um, All right, so that's the end of the headlines. Uh, We will move on now and look ahead or look back, sorry, at week 14 and what that means for the playoff ramifications. Um, I'm hoping that uh, we've now fixed the audio lag issues that uh, that, uh, Mm -hmm. Val and I were having. There were some points there when I was talking an incredible amount uh, because I was trying to compensate for the fact that (laughs) I think there was at least a five to seven second lag. So um, yeah, we we, we had some audio technical issues, which is considering this is the first year that we've tried to do something like this. We've only had two or three weeks where we've had any issues and um, uh, hopefully uh, we've, we've fixed those now. It seems better. It does seem better, yeah. I think it's just because I, I left my maracas in the other room. So they are back and ready to go. 
Good to know, mate. Good to know. Right. Let's move on then and yep. do week 14 and playoff ramifications. So sure. uh, the first matchup this week, um, again, not by design, was uh, was you versus me. So mm. I'll, I'll let you kind of lead off with, with your thoughts on the game and what happened yeah. and how I managed to scrape a 158 to 152 victory. Yeah. So like you say, a, a close um, close matchup in the end. And you know, for me, this is the result that kind of confirms, yes, I will not be making the playoffs as suspected all along. I think I knew that anyway. I needed probably a victory and a bonus point to really stay alive. But I think, um, you know, on the injuries note, we had T Higgins look like he wasn't going to play, then looked like he was going to play, played one snap, gave me a bagel. So thanks for that, T, and, and probably Zach Taylor, actually, to be honest. Um, but I think the one that did it for me was obviously Ramondre. Um, played very little touch the ball five times, um, in, injured his ankle. And yeah, like you said, Pierre Strong, um, who maybe not in our league, but in some leagues, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being a league winner. Because like you said, Damian Harris has not not been around. Um, there's another Harris, Kevin Harris, but actually Pierre Strong looks like the guy for maybe the next week. And that somehow... Kevin Harris is an estate agent. You can't convince me of anything else. No, this is like... Um, I don't know, Brock Purdy or Kevin Harris, which one of those will be selling uh, car insurance in three years? Probably Definitely. both, but yeah. Um, <laughs> got, you the, got you the win, and actually really important win for you in the standings, moved you to 14 and 14. Yeah, classic 500. Uh, obviously, we need to comment on the bagel. Yeah, sure. The most unfortunate bagel of the season. But yeah. I feel like it offsets the fact that you should have had a bagel last week when you got your random one this is tackle with Dawson Knox. I mean, I did plug him in for his tackling skills. This is how good my, <laughs> my tight end drafting was. It's, I it's my a karma bagel. It, yeah, it really is. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, the universe is obviously yeah conspiring to bring fairness and justice to me as if I need any more of that stuff. But yeah, that was... Um, I'm glad you brought that up. That was a very lucky bagel escape. Probably... I can't think of any other way, but it's better to avoid a bagel than getting a, a tackle credit on an interception. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, and really good. You should have started Mr. Unlimited this week. You should have just started yeah, as, as really a one, because yeah. if you'd yeah. knocked me out of playoff contention with Mr. Unlimited, yeah, that would have been quality, and you didn't, and you would have won if you had. That's a massive missed opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, I really should have. 32 points. Um from him and you know Mike White, despite somehow, like we said, managing the whole game, only ten points. You would have risen in uh, Franco's banter rankings if you'd started oh, Russ God. against me this week. It's you a, might have gone a, to number one, actually. Yeah, I didn't didn't even think about it. Didn't even realise, but yeah, should have done that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you snuck one out. You just get the win when you need to get the win. That's it. Simple Lucky. as that. Lucky. Yeah, but I didn't want to say uh, it, but yeah. <laughs> Ed versus Steve this week, uh, 171 to 165. Uh, well, sorry, uh, yeah, and um, no Murchie B for Steve, um, but he does get the victory, and that keeps him in playoff contention like me on 14 mm. and 14. But mm-hmm. almost as importantly, it makes Ed's playoff position really precarious. So this yeah. matchup as much as as much as yours and mine was was so instrumental to the way that the playoff picture is going to shake out. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard keep getting it done for Steve, you know, 25 ish points yeah. every week. Uh, he got the classic Mike Gosicki bagel. 
That's uh, three weeks in a row that Mike Gasicki has had a bagel and three weeks in a row where Steve plugs him into his lineup. So maybe this week, Steve will not play Mike Gasicki. Um, maybe. But, but he doesn't listen to the podcast. He's not a real person, so maybe not. Uh, Ed's, Ed's guys, they were just a little under under par, um, you know, compared mm-hmm. to how they normally perform. Uh, he got poor, poor performance from uh, CD Lamb. Uh, and Singletary as well. Uh, I'm a bit worried about Singletary, um, given yeah. where the Bills' offense is. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Lamb's real trouble is he's just got so many players on IR. I think I counted seven. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty unfortunate to, yeah. to have that many IR players on your team. So his roster yeah. is is looking thin as we head into the playoffs. Yeah, and I guess that's one of the downsides of a dynasty league, isn't it? Because you want to keep hold of these players, but if you're making a playoff run, all of a sudden things can look very thin. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Franco versus Kyle ended up 192 to 181. Yeah, a good matchup. Uh, Franco takes a victory um, and secures his playoff berth. Um, now, because Kyle got 181 and the Murchie B, it means that he is essentially in the playoffs. He's not yeah. officially in, but, um, you know, he's just by virtue of his score, uh, you know, he's he's got 95 over Steve and he's got 138 over you. So I think... If he missed the playoff, it would be by miracle. He'd have to score really, really low. And I just don't think that's happening. Um, just a solid performance from both teams, really. Uh, Jalen Hurts got 40 for Jack, um, 30 from Kirk. As much as we, you know, besmirch him, he, he is getting it done. Um, and I think the, the notable thing for me in this game, he nearly did it. He nearly pulled it out, Kyle, but, you know, finished 11 short. But I think a moral victory for Kyle in the IDP Whisperer battle. 34 for Kyle from Greenlaw. Um, and Jack, you know, for once got his IDP selection wrong. Um, only only just, and in the end, it doesn't matter anyway. He still won, got the bonus as well, and secured his playoff berth. So I don't think he's going to be too upset about that. I think what I will say with Franco, um, Foster Moreau, uh, you know what's coming. Got the bagel. <laughs> um, it's second, it's second of, the of the season. Yeah. Second of the season. And he's a you know he's a raider as well, so that stings even more for Franco, I'm sure. Um, well, a, a little bit like the Dawson Knox uh, non bagel, Foster Moreau would have had a third bagel had that game not gone to overtime a few weeks ago. Yeah, he had yeah, that one catch really in overtime. Um, yeah. so he would have been well worthy of his third bagel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is. Um, I was going to say he's a bit boom and bust, but he's he's essentially bust. Um, yeah, and, and I don't know, very very little boom, but. I think as a Raider, maybe Jack will continue to play him in the playoffs and, and we'll see if his strategy kind of pays off for him or, or comes back to bite him. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Mm. <laughs> Last matchup of the week then was Jake versus the Ballings duo, a, a game that seemed inevitable, uh, but turned out to be anything but. Uh, ended mm. up 177 to 166 in the Ballings duo's favour. They got the win and the Murchie B. Um which has got to be the first time in 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 many many weeks. Mm. Um, they thought they were done and dusted and had no chance this week. That has really added excitement into the playoff picture as well because Jake is slumping since he brought Deshaun Watson into his starting lineup. He has lost both games. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know Deshaun Watson karma there, and he is now having looked unassailable at one point. Um, now at risk of not making yeah. the playoffs. Um, yep. It, he'd have to have some stuff go against him, but he's not as secure as Kyle is, like we were talking about earlier. Um, for the Bullions duo, Evan Engram was the boy. Uh, 34 yep. points, 
11 catches for 162 yards and two touchdowns. He scored mm. more in one week than he had in the previous five combined, and it accounts for more than a third of his total points for the season. Um, yeah. But through all of that, he is tight end five on the season, um, which is absolutely mental. Um, yeah. 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 That's the state of the tight end position this year. It's just, Probably, it's a wasteland, a, isn't it? Do you add a third tight end next year? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, why not? I've got nothing yeah, to definitely. lose. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Over tackles for me, please. Good to see Mike Will back. Uh, mm, he was good yeah. for the Chargers this week. Twenty odd points. Um, you know, and they're, they're a lot better when he's available. You know, him and yeah. him and Keenan together make them make them much better. Uh, yeah. Jake is hampered with no Lamar. You said earlier he might be back this week, but how fit he is with that PCL, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Tannehill came in and actually scored really well for Jake in 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 the loss uh, for the Titans. Um, but it's Mark Andrews. We talked about it earlier. His value continues to fall. He hasn't had a double-digit score since week six. Um, mm-hmm. And he was such a pillar of Jake's early season success um, that he's, he's limping into the playoffs on on one kind of hampered PCL leg. So yeah, um, lots of wide receiver points on the bench for Jake, but there's only so many you can start, right? Mm. Yeah, he's got a, you know, um, a, a strong squad, hasn't he, overall? Um, it's just some of his selection issues are, are tricky for for people like like him, and I guess that's where a couple of injuries here or there might actually make things a bit clearer for some squads. Um, just really, you, you're just forced into playing who you've got available at that time. So yeah, um, we will see. We'll see how the injuries shake up. It's definitely going to make a difference as we go into the playoffs. Though. Yeah, for sure. So that's the matchups uh, as they went. And where does that leave us from a playoff projections perspective for this league? Let's see, compare notes and see whether we've both got the same outcome. So mm-hmm. I've kind of done this by, uh, by you know, league ranking and uh, who what I think the ramifications are. So Franco's in. We said that yeah. earlier. Franco's in, um, yeah. He's currently first, but he could fall to fourth. Uh, if he loses to Kyle and Jake and Ed win, because Franco has the lowest points scored of those four. Um, mm-hmm. However, if he wins, no issue. He tops the league. And he'll yep. have that number one seed. Kyle could finish top with a win yep. versus the Ballings duo if Franco doesn't win, but he could fall out of the playoff spots if Ake. Ed, Jake, and Steve win, and Steve scores, uh, I think it was 96 points more than yeah. Kyle. So That's it right. would take a huge... I mean, we've seen Steve put up 250 this season, um, yeah. and we've yeah. seen Kyle put up a low score. Seems mm-hmm. really, really unlikely. So Kyle, I think, is effectively in. It's just a matter of where he ends up in, in the standings. Yeah. Um, and that's, and I just know that's great for him. I think that is essentially he's in. Um you forgot to mention, but if you beat Kyle by 139 points and get the Merchie B and win, then you would be in. So I'm taking it that to mean you don't have confidence in yourself scoring 140 more than Kyle this week. It seems unlikely, doesn't it? Mm, probably, yeah. I, I, think so. I don't have a lot of confidence in my team scoring 140 this week, well, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and we'll get to the ramifications for my team because I need a lot to happen uh, for, me to, for me to make yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Jake needs a win or a Murchy B versus Franco, or he could fall out of the playoff spots. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve is only 30 points behind him. Um, yeah. So yeah. so there is the potential that if Jake 
puts in a stinker, loses and doesn't get the merch he be, that Steve can overhaul him and push him out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, sort of regardless of what happens with, with Ed. But again, Jake's in a decent spot. Um, in terms of making the playoffs, but his team is is not looking strong uh, at the moment with those coming off the back of those two losses and and, uh, and, it, and up against Franco this week. Franco's team's play really, really well. Mm. Um, he could be going into the playoffs with really low morale in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think for Jake, he might be just having one eye on your matchup because obviously if, if Ed doesn't get a win or the bonus, then Jake is, is in. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, Ed, the most precariously placed uh, team in the playoff spots at the moment. A loss versus me um, will we'll push him out unless he mm-hmm. also secures the Merchie B, which would give him a points advantage versus me as I'm nearly um, 57 points behind him. So, yeah, um, yeah. You know, the if if he gets the Merchie B, the chances are that you know yeah. he's going to be within fifty-seven points of me. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, it, he'll just be looking to put up a good point score this week and not worrying too much about which way the matchup goes because I, I I think he'll be in. But if he loses yeah. against me and 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 his team's not exactly dominant at the moment, then uh, then he could slide out and and either Steve or myself could could jump in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Steve, Steve could jump in with a win versus you. Uh, he yep. will need he will need a, a, a few things to happen. I will be looking for any collusion in the lineup selections, uh, although it's quite hard <laughs> to tell with you whether you're colluding or just you know overthinking. Yeah, don't look too hard. <laughs> so Steve needs to win, and yep. he needs one of the following things to happen: Kyle to lose with no Merchie B and outscores him by ninety five points. Mm-hmm. Or Jake to lose with no Merchie B and outscores him by 30. Yep. Ed to lose, no Merchie B and outscores me by 32 points. Yep. Or Ed to lose, gets the Merchie B and outscores Ed by 14 points and me by 32 points. I mean, that last one sounds the most likely to me. That's not undoable, is it? I think that actually, um, you know, I'm projected to beat Steve, but let's be honest, that's not happening. Steve's got that win, so it's just whether he can put up a high enough score to get the bonus. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I do I do think Steve could sneak in here, and what a story that would be after going 0-10 to start the season. Yeah, incredible. He, he obviously needs me to to, to beat Ed, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, St- Steve making the playoffs after that start would, would be awesome. Yeah. It would I mean, be, not yeah. for me. It'd suck, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, even worse, because he doesn't exist, but... We've got to have, you know, someone in the playoffs, haven't we? So yeah. I think, why not, Steve? Why not, Steve? Uh, and then finally, I need a lot. Uh, I need to be yeah. ahead. Like, that's that's yeah. that's the basics. Um, and I need to beat him by 57 if he gets the mm-hmm. Merchie B. Um, I also need Steve to lose, or I have to outscore him by 32 points, regardless yeah. of what happens between me and Ed. Mm-hmm. I could jump, I could jump Jake uh, if I win and outscore him by 72 points. Uh, yeah. And I could also jump Kyle if I outscore him by 138 points. So yeah. all things are on the table, uh, except mm-hmm. me finishing top. That can't happen. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it the foundation is me beating Ed and then a whole bunch of other shenanigans happening uh, throughout yeah. the league. Um, and, and and really, I'm just reliant on other people. And that's just because my team hasn't put up enough points this season. Mm-hmm. It's just It's just not really good enough to make the playoffs, to be perfectly honest. I think that if you 
beat Ed, you might have a good shot because I think to beat Ed, you're going to have to put up a good score. I think he's going to score well this week. Um, but yeah, like you said, you do need a lot of things to fall in your favour, don't you? So Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need really some do. big wide receiver performances yeah. this week because mm. my running backs are dreadful. Yeah. Um, and then one final thing, the Ballings duo could still finish seventh. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this, actually, as we were looking at kind of the rankings. And um, I've got a pretty big points advantage, yeah. um, you know, 75 over them, I think. But yeah. let's be honest, I don't know. I could put up 110 this week and... Would anyone be surprised? And it's another reason why we'll just be keeping a little eye because, you know, no tanking, yeah, yeah, league, yeah. no tanking for... No, uh, no tanking, no. no. Wait, you, you can obviously, you know, with Dynasty Leagues, the, you know, you trading away your players and kind of weakening your roster is is absolutely part of the game, but not setting your best yeah. lineup is... And, and I don't think anyone in, in this league no. would do that. I think, um, you know, for, for both ballings, for ballings you and, and I, um, you know, it is important to get the number one spot probably, but not important enough to tank. You know, we would never do anything such like that with such a a, um, a powerful dictator commissioner. Um, but actually, you know, that one and two spot for the draft, we both need quarterbacks. Their quarterback roster is Josh Allen and Tom Brady. So if, essentially it's Josh Allen. Um, my quarterback roster is... Well, it's about seven quarterbacks deep now, none of which are any good. So it really is a quality versus quantity thing. And we both need that quarterback. Um, so getting that one number one spot might be really important. Although obviously there's just B. John Robinson, who's meant to be incredible as a running back coming out as well. So actually, I think one or two, I'll be happy either way. Um, and that's pretty much it. I would like to do a, a number one uh, draft pick uh, double in both leagues for League of Legend and this league that'll be pretty <laughs> historic um, but let's be honest that's quite apt so yeah that'll be good it's very much on brand isn't it yeah I it think really um, yeah. I, th- I think you're right the likelihood is that you will both you know finishing 101 102 you'll yeah. both get your choice of the quarterback and it's just whether either of you overthinks it and decides to go for Bijan Robinson. And yeah. a lot of places I have seen Bijan um, being touted as the 101, even in super flex leagues. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if you're QB needy and you don't end up taking either yeah. CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, you're absolutely yeah. out of your mind. But, um, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when we get to that in, I think we'll do the rookie draft in May after the NFL draft has happened. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have We'll have some good off-season content on rookies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think I, I'm not going to guarantee that I'm not going to overthink it. That would be foolish of me. Yeah. I mean, it's, you've got to stick to your brand. It's what everyone knows and loves. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, did I miss anything in the playoff uh, projections, mate? I, I think I've covered no, it. No, I do think so. It's quite, it, it's a little bit messy, isn't it? But I think essentially what we're saying is obviously Franco's in, Cole's probably in, barring a miracle. And then it's going to be. Uh, it's just going to be dependent on the Merchy B probably. How ironic if that's what costs Jake in the end. Would be delightful. Mm. One thing to say at this point is that uh, me, Ed, Kyle and Jake are trying to do some sort of live content on Sunday. Nice. Now, I don't know how we're going to make it work. I don't know if we're going to do it as a live podcast, a Mm -hmm. YouTube stream, Instagram live. We're going to try and get together at several points during the night to mm-hmm. kind of review how the matchups are going. Now, it's, a, it's a bit of a shame when we get to the 
the preview, we'll see that a lot of Ed's players in particular play in, in uh, the late game. Yeah. And I will not be podcasting at one in the morning, uh, but we're going to try and get together just before red zone and then probably check in at several points in, in the, in the night, um, how that will work as a, as a live content, particularly since Kyle has already mm. told me that he will bringing, he will be bringing some sort of substances to, uh, to his performance, uh, God only knows. So it could get deleted before it ever gets posted. But we thought it'd yeah. be fun, you know, like how's you know, just seeing how it goes throughout the night. No, I think it's a really good idea. Um, we'll see. Yeah, let's let's hope Kyle brings lots of substances that might make it even more entertaining. Certainly will be. So talking about those playoff projections and talking about what we're going to potentially do on Sunday, let's have a little look at those matchups. Uh, so first one up, me versus Ed, which we've already mentioned, uh, currently projected to go Ed's way 205 to 222. Um, I will be plugging in DeAndre Swift this week in the absence of Damian Pierce, and that is a real concern for me because he had nine touches mm. last week. He looked better the week before. But he hasn't been the same guy. I don't know if it's a team thing or if it's a him thing, because uh, he's a he's been a brilliant player mm-hmm. in his early career. Um, I'm probably going to need him to take one to the house in order for me to stand a chance of putting up any decent yeah. uh, running back points this week. Um, and the other difficult matchup for me is Gino versus the Niners uh, tomorrow night. So on a short week after a loss. Yeah. And playing against the Niners defense, I guess I've got the offset of Nick Bosa, but you don't really want to be offsetting points when you need a playoff yeah. when you, you just want uh, outright, you know, high level yeah. points. So I guess the best I can hope for is that, you know, Gino puts up, you know, three touchdowns, the Niners score a ton and Nick Bosa gets an absolute shed load of tackles and sacks. But uh, yeah, that's threading the needle yeah. to be perfectly honest. Uh, and then Fred, Devin mm. Singletree, very quiet past two weeks um a game against the terrible miami defense will probably wake him up and he'll probably put up a, a decent score this week uh he's also got i think amon ra saint brown versus the jets and vanilla vic versus the commanders they're they're tough areas in his lineup but he gets uh raheem Mostert um to plug into his lineup with with jeff wilson injured um in in what will probably be yeah. a tough game but but a game where he should get some points um, and he has got a massive reliance on the Cowboys versus the Jags uh, and then the Bills versus the Finns, which sadly is the, <laughs> the late game. He's got, you know, more than half his roster, yeah. I think, is in those two games. So we're not going to know too much about uh, mm-hmm. Ed's performance really until we wake up on on Monday morning, um, yeah. which will make for a mm-hmm. truly horrible start to my week, I suspect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what a way to go. <laughs> um, Next matchup then, Kyle versus uh, the Ballins duo. Looks like it's going to go in Kyle's favour. Yeah, so Kyle currently projected uh, 223 to 186. Um, and that would be all he needs. All he needs is for win to um, officially cement his playoff place. He's got a few nice matchups. Um, Mahomes at Houston, which should be, you know, um, pretty good for him. Um, and he's got, you know, a, a really strong lineup. This week, his bench is starting to look really thin. So, you know, we talked earlier about injuries. He would be probably the most affected by injuries. Um, and his running back stable, stable at the moment with Chubb, who we mentioned earlier, struggling. Kamara, who's been hit and miss this season, and uh, James Connor. And we don't know how the Kyler Murray impact injury is going to impact him. So actually, Kyle, interesting week for him. Um, he'll probably secure that playoff place. Um 
but could be a telling week one way or another for his playoff chances. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you said, a few tough matchups in there for for some of his players. Chubb, Devontae versus the Pats, hmm. uh, Christian Kirk versus the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, they're not ideal, but um, he he should he should get the win. Uh, and even if he doesn't, he's probably in anyway. So it's it's probably good that he gets those yeah. tough games. Yeah, as long as he scores, kind of. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, and on the balling side of of things. Um, well, terrible. Number one seed for a reason. Number one draft pick for a reason. So I think less said about them, but better probably. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, let's just move on. Franco versus Jake. This is the allegedly big scoring matchup of the week. 239 to 227. Uh, that is that is big time. And the number one spot is on the line. Uh, so Franco would love to get the win, mm. get that number one seed, and then uh, play whoever limps into the playoffs. Um He's got some real bright spots this week uh, for his lineup Ooh. as well. Hertz, Hertz uh, versus Bears, Pacheco and Juju versus the Texans, Diggs versus the Finns, Zeke versus the Jags. These are pretty elite, uh, elite matchups for him. So he, he should mm. be putting up an absolute ton of points. And surely Foster Moreau is not going to get another start. I mean, it, it, you know, you'd rather get you know five points or whatever than than plugging Foster Moreau in there. And I think Darren Waller got activated off mm-hmm. IR this week as well. So um, presumably Foster Moreau is destined for the waiver. Yeah. Um. Jake's got some interesting you'd, matchups. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, so Jake's got Sanders versus the Bears, Jonathan Taylor versus the Vikings, Amari Cooper playing at home. Sort of doesn't matter who he's playing against. He's just good at home and crap away from home. Uh, and then uh, our beloved Rumbler versus the historically bad Chargers um, could be another week where we win some money on the Rumbler. Uh, Jake will clearly be starting him. But... If I'm Jake, I'm not trusting Gabe Davis at this point, and uh, I'm not starting Deshaun Watson for, well, for many reasons, uh, but mostly because of his performance. Um, and I would, you know, genuinely, if I was him, if I've got to rely on Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson playing in the same match, I would think that's too much risk given how Watson's played. So I would take Deshaun out of my lineup uh, and kind of eliminate some of that doubling down risk that he's got there. Um but he's already said he doesn't listen to this podcast, so I hope he keeps them both in. Yeah, and it might be that maybe Jess is in charge this week, and Jess is listening. If you are Jess, um, please, 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 please listen. Heed your advice. Heed your advice from a completely unbiased source. You wouldn't want Jake to lose um, this week, of course. Absolutely not. You, you can argue whether this whole section is mind games or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, last matchup, then your good self versus Steve. Yeah, so um, as always, projected to win handsomely, and uh, as always, will not win handsomely. Um, 228 to 209 at the moment. Steve's got a few interesting kind of lineup uh, choices to make. First and foremost, I guess if Justin Fields, who's been uh, sick today, he's missed practice, if he doesn't make it, which he will, he obviously will, um, Steve would have to choose whether to plug in Mac Jones or to go for a non quarterback in the second flex spot. Um, he's put in um, Walker uh, coming back from injury for Seattle. Now, obviously, that's a bit of a risk because that's the early game this week as well. And he's got ETN on the bench as well. He might uh, might make an appearance after a pretty dud uh, week against the Titans last week. So he's got some lineup uh, choices to make here. Um, 
bit of advice we see if it doesn't really matter what you do you're going to beat me anyway so you're fine um <laughs> as for me um yeah somehow projected 228 don't know how and that's only with that's with one quarterback only as well i think i'll probably end up um in the 160 range something like that but got some decent looking lineups which i guess explains the high yeah. projection um but yeah it's just not happening is it let's be honest um yeah, you're you're sort of missing out on T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, yeah. DJ Moore at wide receiver. I feel like you're going to have to start Russ this week, as much as you don't. Oh no, he's that going to be out of a concussion, isn't he? I think Russ is out. I might be starting yeah, out Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you get. I think you're going to have to in the, in the QB flex spot, and then presumably Jamal Williams uh, comes in for Ramondre. Yeah, I think so. It might be Jamal, or I might overthink it and go for Rashad White. Um, you know that Bucks offensive performance the last few weeks has been truly offensive in the different sense of a word um so i'm not sure he will be making an appearance for me but um you know at this point it's a fait accompli isn't it 160 <laughs> i'll be happy <laughs> you're so confident in your team's uh, ability to underperform yeah. I, I absolutely love it i mean do you think steve's gonna stick with his uh deep deep faith in mike gasicki this week I think um, he's got Logan Thomas. I think he probably will, and that's not. I know. I was just thinking: is it is he is he going to plug in Logan Thomas? But well, he doesn't listen to a podcast. He doesn't exist. <laughs> I'll say yeah. We'll stick with Gusicki. I think. All right, fair enough. I've a, a quad of bagels. Um, we're gonna have, just gonna have to send him something. Yeah, some Warburtons. You know, dry I mean, at some points. They come in packs of five. Yeah, let's let's get a five pack. I think on the go for him. Yeah, because he'll keep starting him, so it's fine. The other one I would take out of his lineup. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. I was yeah. running it, Drake London would be straight out of that lineup. He's just unreliable, and he's going to have Desmond mm. Ridder starting this week. Yeah. Like, uh, how could you have any faith? I would yeah. move Elijah Moore up into the starting spots as as flaky as he's been, and I would bring Travis mm-hmm. Etienne into the flex. But um, yeah. again, paid actors don't listen to podcasts, yeah. so. Yeah, this is a good point. Yeah, he's off the clock technically. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Drake London. I think how do you know what you're gonna get with Desmond Ridder? It's just it's a complete gamble, isn't it, at this stage? As good as he's been as a rookie, he's been really, really impressive, hasn't he? But uh, I don't know if that's a risk you, you really want to take with your playoff spot on the line. No, no, definitely not. Uh so that's that's the end of the look ahead. Uh like Massive week, um, obviously being the last one before the playoffs. I'm looking forward to a little bit of a playoff preview uh, next week, um, but it will be obviously a trimmed down amount of content. Probably go really, really deep on on some of the playoff lineups, but this has been good, mate. Uh, I've really enjoyed breaking down the playoffs with you. If I was going to do analytical with anyone in the league on uh, playoff ramifications, you were the right man for that job. Yeah. Absolutely. With all my playoff expertise, I think there was only one man you could call for the job and I'm happy to, you know, answer the call. So see you next time. <laughs> next time this year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts from you this week? Uh, no, no major final thoughts. Just good luck to everyone who's who's after the playoff spots. Um, it's only a game in it. It's only a bit of fun. So don't worry if you don't get in. It's fine. I've survived without playoffs for 10 years. So, you know, you can come join me. There's plenty of room on my non-playoff sofa <laughs> over here. Nice, mate. Nice. The cold well, beer is waiting for you. Until, well, potentially until Sunday, but 
we'll definitely be back next week. Uh, so until yeah. next week, let's ride.